Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Dr. Karen Jacobson. How are you doing, Dr. Karen? And where are you hanging out right now? Uh, first of all, uh, good morning from Scottsdale, Arizona. I know it's later for you, so good afternoon, good evening almost. Um, pleasure you. to be here. It's a pleasure having you. CEO of Aligned Leadership Academy, a former Israeli military commander and competitive ballroom dancer, she is an expert in neuroscience and human potential, working with organizations, cultivating leaders and high-performance teams. And I think your mission to stop tactical breakdown and start realigning your leadership to develop high-performance teams that are efficient, effective, and engaged, I think it's just remarkable. Again, very thankful I can talk to you today, Karen. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's dive right in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Well, I work mostly with, as, as we said, with um, middle management to executive teams, anywhere from um, medium size. The ideal client is really the medium size organization, anywhere from a couple hundred people to a couple of thousand people. And the leadership team is looking to take a, a bigger, make a bigger change within the organization. Sometimes I'll find organizations that work in silos with the leadership team. You have different managers that are working with their departments, but they're not necessarily really flowing. If you think about it this way, think of, uh, of, of a rowing team. You, you put people on a boat and we're all rowing. We're all rowing. Most of us are rowing forward, hopefully not necessarily backwards, but we're not necessarily rowing at the same pace and at the same cadence. So, so we're not all putting in the maximum strength. So the boat necessarily, instead of maybe going forward, is somewhat going sideways. My goal is to make sure that everyone is going to be rowing at the same pace, with the same strength, with the same goal, and the same direction. Wonderful. So what, are, what is a typical situation they might find themselves in um, when the rowing is not in sync, so to speak? I'll give you one of the examples of an organization that I'm working with mm -hmm. right now. It, the first thing that I stated is that there's silos. And and what I mean by that is the fact that they they have they lack among their inner team, even in their department, inner communication that allows them to become efficient because sometimes somebody might have to pick up a job that one of the other teams had started and they're duplicating work or they don't know. You know, we did a 360 for them they literally realized they did not know their other managers them, among themselves don't really know each other that well. When you don't know each other, you don't know the strengths, you don't know the challenges, you don't know how to communicate properly, and therefore you don't really know how to move forward as a unit. 
That would be a typical issue. Another issue is when the leadership itself is dealing with conflict. They're burnt out because of the fact that they spend most of the time having to deal with the, the human challenges within the organization, and they, they lack clarity in where they're going. Hmm. Wonderful. Thank you for, for these examples. So that gives us a more tangible feel of it. So. Um, the last time I checked, we're all humans, right? So <laughs> what are common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve these challenges you just talked about? Well, one of the biggest mistakes is uh, sticking their head in the ground and thinking that if they ignore it, it's going to go away. Another one is attempting to create solutions without actually having direction. And, and very often we find situations where they're going to get emotional about things because it tension rises, stress increases, and, and they don't necessarily find the right solution, or they keep on using solutions that haven't worked and haven't really mm. identified the core of the issue, so they put a Band-Aid on things. Mm. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, so before I ask, uh, Karen, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Karen, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will start to help with these challenges? One of the areas that, that I focus on is emotional intelligence. And when we're dealing with, mm -hmm. the, with emotional intelligence, it's really understanding first about yourself. And, and when you want to understand how you deal with situation, you want to look at whether you react or you respond. So being able to take an inventory of your emotions and how, like, what sets you off? If I had to ask you when you're at work and you notice that you are getting triggered, what are some of the things that trigger you? And, and make a journal. Start documenting for yourself, hey, you know what? When my manager talks to me in a specific tone, uses a specific tone, I, I, I get triggered and it sets me off. What's behind that? And, and then you can actually start observing your own behavior and what are the things that make you comfortable and what are the things that make you uncomfortable that cause you to react. Love it. So it's becoming a detective in your own life, so to speak, <laughs> figuring things out. And, and, that's, and that's extremely important because the foundation mm. of our growth and the foundation mm. of, of high performance, first of all, is the self-awareness. So mm. learning to become more self-aware helps us understand also that, number one, we're human. This is what sets us off. And somebody else might be in a similar situation. So it helps us then to understand others. Wonderful. So um, I want to give you also the uh, opportunity to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that, but also in a broader sense. So, so first of all, there are uh, tons of 
uh, free resources that are are all over social media uh, and on my website. There are free videos. There are free articles. There also is even a free ebook when you go into the book section. And very easy to reach me. It's Dr. Karen Jacobson, J-A-C-O-B-S-O-N. And uh, whether it's Twitter, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram or my website, it's all under the same branding. Lucky you. <laughs> of course, we put everything in the show notes so folks can check it out. So thank you for that, <laughs> Karen. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? How do I make change? How do I transform? How do I, how do I get rid of some of my reactions and my habits that self-sabotage me? Well, you care to share? <laughs> so, so as we said, we first we start with self-awareness, and mm -hmm. and then what you know, it, it it all comes down to how we change habits. Okay, when when um, the, when uh, Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit talks about the fact that we have triggers, and and that's one of the reasons why I said identify the trigger. And when you can identify the trigger and you know and understand the behavior and the reaction that you have, now you can start changing that. So as an example, if I have a tendency to, uh, I, I, I love sweet stuff and I want to go for the sweet stuff. And then when, and what's going to trigger me? Well, I'm sitting here and I'm doing work and I'm, and I'm bored. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab something sweet. So when I'm aware of being bored, looking for something sweet. That's when I do that. It's added kilos onto me. How do I change that? Kilos, pounds, depending on who the audience is, by the way. And, yeah. and, and so now let's make sure that instead of that, maybe I'll make myself a cup of tea. Maybe I'll drink a glass of water. Now I can change my habit. That is a simple thing that every individual can do once they become self-aware, what are some of those habits that they have? And, and it's the I same totally can... work. If, if I'm about to, yeah. it, you know, one of the things that when we talk about communication, I train organizations on active listening. And, yeah. and what are some of the things that come up with active listening is that certain individuals, because of their own habits, will have a tendency to burst in and interrupt a speaker. Now, sometimes it's because of the fact that I have an idea and I know I have squirrels in my head. And if I don't say what I'm going to say, I'm going to forget it. So take a pen and paper and write down. So even at work, some of those habits you can modify once you become aware. Excellent. I love that. And so just to remind me, I can t attest that it actually works. That's how I stopped smoking. <laughs> so essentially, I needed to find the trigger first. Uh, what was the trigger for me that I actually started to smoke? And uh, it was um, a reward system. So that was kind of like what, what was my trigger. And now I had to replace that. And now I have a beautiful reward system that 
works without smoking. And since then, I'm not smoking any longer. <laughs> so and and Uwe, actually you, actually, you actually tapped into the third part of the habit mechanism because there is going mm. to be a trigger. There's going to be an action. And, and, and the activity that we do is a reward. So really what you are doing is you're replacing the reward. Exactly. It's switching yeah. it out. Wonderful. I'm glad we, we, we dove into that. <laughs> Fantastic. So this brings me already to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Um, actually, a couple of weeks ago during the holidays. And, and during the holidays, I got to spend time with my great nephew. My niece has a uh, almost two-year-old and you know the 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 innocence and and the joy that they experience and and just being with family on that level it just it it just warms my heart mm. I can feel that. I definitely have the goosebumps now. So thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment, Karen. And also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and really just blessings to you and, and your listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results for you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.